Welcome to Sound of Symphony. I'm Magnus Nordander. I'm Tobias Niall. I'm Ryan Weaver. And I'm Jared Farish. And this is episode 12. Or, well, I mean, we're basically, we're. I, I think we're losing count on these episodes because we have... This the is not secret the, episode. We have secret episodes, and we've <laughs> uh, we have lost episodes. Yeah, but this this is this is PHP. We can skip versions. It's That's no true. Worries. Yes, <laughs> I'm a little I'm a little disappointed that we released episode six. We should have skipped that and gone straight for seven for obvious reasons. Yeah, but you know we'll we'll, we'll skip other versions. We got to keep everybody on their toes. Yeah. You know, yeah. actually, on that note, Fabian said he wanted to skip Symphony Three. Actually. Because <laughs> it's just, it's actually, and, and I, I have the same problem in other languages, it's actually hard to say the three sound in French. <laughs> so that was a close call there. We almost went from two to four. So actually, internals, these are the big decisions that are made internally yeah. in Symphony. Yeah, <laughs> I got to attend those meetings more. <laughs> why, why, why not go straight to 95? Uh, as in Windows 95? Well, for example. <laughs> Everything gets so easy, much yeah. easier. In fact, let's make this episode 95 just for the kick. Yeah. So this is episode 12, parenthesis 95. <laughs> yeah. This all going to stay on the episode. And what Obviously. are we going to talk yeah. about today? Um, yes. So let's loop back a little bit here. And uh, we're going to talk about um, the the community, basically. The Symphony community and the PHP community. And um, we're going to really dig down into it, what we think about it, and uh, how we can make it better. Especially with regards to the P- the Symphony community, what we can learn from other communities, and um, yeah, Let, let's dig into it at once. You said how can we make it better? That implies that it's some flaws at, <laughs> at the community at, at the moment. I or, or, or do I'm, we I'm have not sure. Flaws? I'm not sure it implies flaws, um, but but there's certainly there's certainly always room for improvement, isn't there? Uh, sure, naturally. Yeah, naturally. Do you have do you have anything in mind? I do actually. Uh, I mean. If we're talking about the Symphony community, there's a lot of things that the Symphony community does really, really well. Um, like I think Symphony, the Symphony community has Symphony as a project has the best steering of any of, of, of any PHP open source projects that I know. Um, it's it's transparent. It's well documented in the documentation. The uh, with the the core team and um, the process is well documented, and then also has a benevolent dictator for life, which is a good thing because sometimes there's some simply needs to be someone to to make decisions. Um, so that's one of the things that Symphony does really well. Um, there's also, I mean, Symphony is is one of the best PHP projects at arranging conferences, which is also really good. Um, but one of the things that I think other projects does better is, is for example, Drupal is better at um, getting contributors into the projects. Ah, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And okay, yeah. so why? Uh, I think the reason why... We actually had an, an episode uh, quite a while back where we interviewed um, Kathy Thais from, from Drupal. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, and I think it's it's quite enlightening that they really, really encourage people to get in and and, and uh, contribute to Drupal. Um, yeah, and they also have they also have a lot of opportunities where where they have an opportunity for mentoring and they actually there's a spirit in that community of following up with everyone to make sure that they get their contributions into 
into the project. Even though they have this, uh, frankly, ridiculous process of contributing, it's not as easy as it is in Symphony. Yeah, yeah, it confuses me. Yeah, but but they still manage to get people to to do it. So um, I think that's definitely. Uh, I mean, they're able to get people to to actually jump through those hoops. Um, I've never contributed to Drupal. Uh, have any of you guys done it? And can you can you explain how how the process is? Uh, not me actually. I have not. I've not officially. I try to like stand really close to the people that do, so that they think that I do by association. But I haven't technically smart. gone through that process in part because it looks um it looks daunting, yeah. which which really just goes more back to Magnus's point: the fact that they actually are able to get so many contributors. Yeah, I haven't contributed to Drupal either, but I do know that the process definitely involves sending patches into uh, in, into their web-based system. And uh, there's a lot of manual work with patches that you usually, in a Git-based project, you don't have to do that. Oh, so it's not Git? I think they have Git. For I mean, uh, Don't huh? quote me on this, but I think they have Git in some sense of the word but, but they, yeah it's, it's stored in git but i don't i don't exactly process. understand how it gets there yeah they're definitely yeah. not using a pull request process huh. but okay but to to if we really do like the drupal community and the culture that they have grown there how should we adapt we as a community adapt and and try to go go towards that culture is that something that should be done on on in, in the core team from the beginning with or should it start from the bottom and on on the, on the local scale or is or, your question, can we hug more? <laughs> we should <laughs> hug more. <laughs> that really is. That really does describe their culture really well. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's like you said, this culture of following up. You know, I can't explain it, but, but you know, that... that They're just very, very friendly. And, I mean, coming from me as a Swede, uh, we're not a... We're not a uh, known to be a friendly people, Uh they sometimes they they may, they may even be too friendly for for my taste. Ah, okay. Uh, so note to all listeners: when you see Magnus, he lo- he really needs a hug. <laughs> either that or a punch in the face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're either going to start this hugging culture in Symphony, um, or or you know, or or at least spread it all around Europe. <laughs> yeah. The 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 thing that I took away, Tobias, from that from that uh, call that the the one thing that struck me the most was how she described like the mentor system that they were trying to set up. And I, I don't know if that was ultimately successful or not, but the, just the way that they conceptualize how, um, how you get into the process of learning to, to do Drupal and, um, and, and offering people the opportunity to see what other people are doing and, um, and then interact with those people. Like I, that's something that, uh, sometimes the symphony community can feel, at least to me, a little closed off. Like, you know, you have all these professional developers who are just kind of doing their thing, whatever job they're in. And you have like people like Web Mozart, uh, Ryan, obviously, um, and some other people, but there doesn't seem to be like that, um, that sense outside of the symphony website itself to, to say, hey, you know, here's, here's kind of the progression of things, I suppose. Um, and there was there was something that she said in uh, in in reference to the the developers who were further along, especially the ones that other people look up to, um, showing the process that they go through to actually develop their code. Um, 
to say, hey, it's not just an end product that you see. There's there's like this stepwise process to doing that. And sometimes not exposing that means that other people, all they see is the end result and they don't get that sense of, okay, that developer who they have all this respect for didn't start off with that code. They started off with something else and it progressed to that point. Um, and that kind of helps explain what, what, what that person is thinking, I guess, and how they go through the process and how it's not obvious to them initially in most cases. Yeah. So um, those are all things that I took away from that call from the Drupal community where I wanted to look into it and say, hey, you know, is this something where somebody from my point of view coming into uh, Symphony, we're not necessarily gonna be using Drupal, but just the idea of how do you build a community, right? And how do you encourage people to expose parts of themselves that maybe they're not used to exposing? Um, or maybe even in some cases they don't want to because they want people to think that their code just ends up that way. <clears throat> so let me, can I ask a, a very American question on that? Uh, which is, can, isn't that a great intro? Uh, which is <laughs> like, who, who, who pays for this? Like, you know, it's all open source, right? And, and we all like give our time, but like, but, but what you're talking about with Drupal is it sounds like a, a very concerted effort of, I'm assuming organizers. So is this just that? that Drupal community is large enough that they're able to find three or four or five or 10 individuals, however many people that have enough time willing to devote to that. Um, or is there some, some, something else going on behind the scenes? Uh, let me ask a counter question. Is, is payment required? Yes. Or, 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 may, or maybe you can all the money. This is where his secret fund comes from. <laughs> Agnes. Okay, so payment is not required, but so, actually, before kind of we started, rec- someone get a grateful. I mean, I mean, some kind of this this person is special because he's a mentor. He actually contributes. He helps people. So maybe just that that uh, GitHub membership or something. Maybe maybe a small recognition to do to make mentors feel kind of special well, because I they think, are. Yeah, I think there's there's multiple factors into this. Naturally, and. Sure, some people some people uh, are able to mentor uh, on their their off time um, because they have so much time uh, and can do it can and want to do it only for the credit. But uh, I still think that in the Drupal community, there's this sense from because we have to remember that most people who work with Drupal are usually I'm guessing here though uh, are usually employed at. Um, at like your typical web agency that's usually specialized in Drupal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and sure, sure. So I think there's fixes. a community. I think I think there's a a sense of, well, if you're a Drupal agency, you do some you you contribute back. You allow you allow your developers to take some time and and interact with the uh, the community at large. Um, yeah, and, and to that point, I do know that Drupal has added some things over the past year to to try to recognize those companies kind of realizing that that you know the, there's a limit to the amount of time that you can expect people just to give and and people do give a lot of time and that's amazing but um companies also give time and that's really great and so i know that's uh i think when you like uh, maybe create a patch uh, yeah i think when you create a patch or even even a comment on something you're able to basically uh say what company you're doing that on behalf of so, so I think that both of you guys really good points there is I sort of asked about compensation 
And, you know, the two things I got was from back from you guys, which I think is really interesting is, well, compensation can be just making sure that those people feel special because they are special. Um, and then to you, Magnus, uh, kind of extending this to, uh, to, to companies getting that same pat on the back because ultimately companies are going to want it to kind of come back and, you know, they, they, they need people a little more visibility than, than maybe individuals do. Yeah. But they also right. need, I mean, if you're a Drup- if you're a Drupal agency, you also need the Drupal community to work. Right. And, and Ryan, this is, this is what I would say to what you're, to what you're referring to, I think, which is, you know, how do you build something that may not have the critical mass, I guess, to sustain itself. And, um, and it's been my experience, you know, cause I, I think I've talked to you about this before that, you know, it can be hard to find a mentor, but there are people out there that want to be mentors and it can be hard for them to find people that they want to mentor. So, you know, mentoring is, is not a here, let me write code for you. It can be, you know, I really have this problem and I don't necessarily know how to solve it. What, what kind of approach, like how, what, what is the thinking that goes into this? And so an hour a week, just with somebody who's willing to answer kind of high level questions can be a, um, you know, about the technique, I guess, of developing something in particular, um, to just keep you from going down the wrong path. Maybe that's something that could be really useful. Now, you know, if, if somebody, you know, you know, if we're talking about like a matching service to say, Hey, you have these people that are willing and then you have these other people who are looking. That was kind of what I was hearing them saying that that somebody was going to sign up to be there for an hour on a Wednesday morning yeah, on they, the Drupal site. Yeah, they have something yeah. called office and hours. It, you you Some, would connect to it, and yeah. if if somebody was there to answer your question, um, now now you can already do that to a degree with like Stack Overflow chat and stuff like that, um, and you're going to be fairly you're you're probably going to find somebody that can answer your question, um, but you know. I think ultimately it comes back to if nobody's built it yet, does that mean that there's a problem that hasn't been solved or is there really not an issue? You know, do we really have anything to, to cover um, in the symphony community? You know, mm-hmm. um, just a couple of weeks ago, the Nicolas Grecas made a new cache component. And I mean, that wasn't that feature. That's a major component. And that feature was pretty much up for grabs for everybody. So it's not that, there were no interest or it was just that nobody has taken the time to implement it yet. Yeah. So you're, you're saying kind of the same thing with, with potentially some of this mentoring stuff. Um, (laughs) probably is a desire for it. Somebody just needs to take that little step forward and lead it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe is, is Kathy available? (laughs) Does she have extra time? (laughs) (laughs) We should should recruit her from the Drupal project. Well, I think one of the the things they did right with regards to mentoring is that there's there is a set place and usually a set time when people who are interested in either mentoring or being mentored can show up, um, right. and I think that helps a lot. Uh, and something that I've been thinking about just um, the just recently, I don't know if it's if it would work well or not for for the um, for the symphony community, but that is um, using something like Slack to uh, to communicate, or possibly something like Gitter, because it makes it easier to. Basically, it centralizes communications. So we should step away from from IRC, 
Well, basically, right now we're sort of everywhere, and yes, there is the Symphony IRC channel on Freenode, but I'm the the general sense that I've I'm having is that there's it's not the same people that hang around in the IRC channel that are active in the in the project on GitHub necessarily. Um, yeah, I sure. think that's that's true for the most part, other than a few people. Yeah. Is that is that what we're talking about when we talk about mentoring? Is people from the actual project like that are contributors, or or are we talking about just? I would think actually developers? other people. That's I would think true. Of that yeah. whole that whole tier of of basically people on this call, and uh, and and hundreds of other people like like um, all of us. It's that it's that tier. Maybe maybe people that contribute, but uh, people that are professionals and actually know what they're doing, but aren't necessarily right. core contributors. Yeah. Yeah, because there's a lot of people out there, right? I mean, yeah, you know, Magnus, Magnus, I think you would be a great person for just to be able to, I'm not saying you have to, but I mean, your ability to explain um, difficult concepts simply yeah. and the and just the breadth of knowledge that you have. Now, I don't know if you've ever contributed to Core or not, but I, I'll, very, you know, very I would, rarely. <laughs> right. So, I, I mean, I think there's a lot of people out there who have a lot of skill yeah. um, who just rely on the, the people that do contribute because they already do a good enough job and maybe they're, I mean, maybe that's too much. So they're wanting to contribute, but that's not really the way that they want to go. Or maybe they only have an hour a week to give or something. There's a lot of people though, you know, whenever you get into the professional level, there's people that just don't want to explain what they do um, because they're just busy or whatever. And then there's people that really want to teach it to, to other people yeah. because it's just, you know, it, it's their mentality. So. Um, and, and every profession has it. It's not just programming, but um, sometimes it can be hard to find those people if you're looking for them from from both sides. Is all I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. and and uh, I would like to say that mentoring is uh, is very. You learn a lot while mentoring as well. So it's right. equally good for the mentor and the mentee. Yeah. What I yeah. usually and, that, and, yeah. and I, I also have to mention that there is phpmentoring.org where people are at. People sign up and saying, "I want to become a mentor." Yeah, but well, sort of that—that's sort of. I mean, what I usually, what I sometimes do is, well, basically, first of all, I do this sort of for a living anyway because I'm a consultant. But what I sometimes do is, I just join the Symphony channel on Freenode and uh, hang around there and answer questions for like an hour, um, which is sometimes fun. Um, it's not—it's not like I do it every week or anything like that. But I—I. I, uh, and do it every now and then um but what i'm thinking is does everyone really know where to go because there's right. so many different places that you could possibly go for 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 all of these things regardless of if you're looking for for being mentored or mentoring or if you're looking for help or if you're looking mm -hmm. to discuss that latest uh pr or whatever there's so many different places uh, yeah, I agree, and I think yeah. that's so. That's really that. That's why I I brought up Slack, um, given that that's the, one that's single. That's just another place. place. Well, if, yeah, I, I mean, I do. <laughs> I so do many realize, places. Let's create a new one. I do realize <laughs> that this this is exactly like that XKCD comic where there's too many competing standards. So let's create another one, and now there's <laughs> one more standard. Uh, were you were you realizing as you were getting towards the end of that that you didn't explain this exactly how you had wanted to? <laughs> You're like, oh, this is not going to end well. Yeah. 
No, but I'm not. I'm not against. I'm not against Slack, and it's 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 shinier. Yeah. Uh, which is always a good thing. So if you know, I know that's IRC. Well, I mean, the, Slack is a whole other thing. Yeah. But my 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 point isn't necessarily that we need specifically Slack, but my point is that it would be, I think, useful for the community as a whole to have one place to congregate rather than than uh, all of these different places. Would they all agree to congregate in that one place? That's a good question. I think if you're using something like Slack, the, the answer would probably be no, because there's yeah. probably some people who have ideological, they ideologically oppose Slack. I don't know. But is um, that is that part of the reason why it's kind of fragmented to begin with? Is it somebody comes up with an idea, they put it together, it doesn't really catch on, and then it stays there. Like, that's kind of how Connect feels. Connect feels like, oh, hey, let's put something together so we have it. Yeah, really do a lot. For yeah, anybody. exactly. But it's but it's there, and they can say that it's, that there is something. It's just never like it seems like it should have pivoted at some point or, or done something different, you know. Um. So you know that, and, and that goes back to Ryan's point of well, who's getting paid to do this? You yeah. Know? What whose interest is it to actually produce this matching system in a way where the broadest number of people can get the best benefit from it? It's um, no, it's our interest. It's the community's interest, of course. Right, but it, it's I'm, a common interest. I yeah, mean, sorry. when 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 does Tobias wake up in the morning and go, "Hey, I'm 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 going to take this challenge on and and put something out there and then like keep up with it," you know? Because at some point, if if it's if it's Tobias who's the only one doing that, then you you could end up. I mean, if it's really successful, you could end up with a Jordy composer issue where, you know, he's yeah. working his whole life just to keep this thing going because it's become something that so many people are relying on yeah and ideally yeah. i mean if you want to if you want to have one place for everything ideally you're looking to to replace uh an irc channel you're looking to replace stack overflow you're looking to replace um twitter well, I, 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 I mean mentoring i don't know that mentoring would no, not, replace. not just for mentoring but i mean for for uh to, to have to have the you know the single single place to uh so, so everyone knows where to go, basically. Yeah, um, well, and, and and I think you would you would point people to the right place. If, you know, really, maybe that's what we're looking for. Is we're looking for a central exchange to say, hey, you know, if you're looking for this type of information, this is where you should look. And um, um, what's that called? And uh, whenever you have a lookup and like a a book where it says, hey, look, not not a bibliography, but a it points table. you no, like a cat, uh, like, like a codex or something. Dictionary. There's a word for it. No. Index. <laughs> index table. No, it's, a, it's like a codex or something where you say, "Hey, these are the places where, if you're looking for more information on these things, you go in this direction." Like, you yeah, know, so if you want to do table. this. It sounds like a hash table to yeah. me, man. <laughs> in a book. <laughs> it's let's a PHP array. Let's park on the correct word here for a bit. I want to make sure we get this <laughs> well, exactly correct. There's a word for it, but I, I yeah. can't remember it. But the, the but the idea is that hey, you know, this is this is if you're looking for help in general, like if you don't even know where to go, you can go here. Somebody can help you find where you need to go. You know, as as opposed to hey, I'm not even really sure. So you're just sitting there searching around, and hey, there's some re really good resource that you don't even know how to look for it. Yeah, and so you can't find it, and it's not really referenced anywhere. You know, yeah. so in some ways, having somebody who's just knowledgeable enough to be able to put that together. To know, hey, if you're looking for coding standards for Symphony projects, here's like which I found the other day, and I thought I'd seen everything on the Symphony website, and I was like, wow, I've missed this whole part. 
and was was I mean I was sitting there reading through it like wow like this is amazing I had no idea that it even existed um and I came by it by accident uh you know I swear I looked it up before uh, something happened there <laughs> Did, just dropped Jared, did, Jared, did you fall over? Go, yeah. I, yeah. I have my mic sitting on this book. <laughs> no, no. I have What's my mic happen? sitting on this Jared, book Jared, and I keep hitting yeah. it with my hand. Jared make a great point, so he did a mic drop. That's yeah. <laughs> I talked with my hands, man. I was like... Um, we, we, uh, we, we mentioned that we need one central place to handle all our communication, and we only talked about global communication channels yeah should we sh- yeah. should are we underestimating the fact that there's, there's local communities and and local places to get help right yeah in in, in stack overflow that's why i said I, I i don't know that mentoring would would replace stack overflow but mentoring is not stack overflow like they do not mm-hmm. want you doing asking like nebulous questions on stack overflow they want questions that have concrete answers so you, you're not supposed to go on there and say you know i don't really know how to approach this like what can somebody give me some ideas? Like that's not what they're looking for. That's not they'll they'll close those questions. So right, if so, you have a question so, about fixing something, go there. If you if you have a question about the concept of doing that, and stay here, kind of thing. So so summary of the of the online thing, and I kind of agree with this is is having one central spot, which by the way we sort of do. That is officially IRC, but in my perfect world, you know, we'd all be hanging out. Not everyone goes into IRC. I don't. So it's not it's not perfect. We we do have a spot to go to, but not a lot of people necessarily go there. And in my perfect world, I would be like sitting in Slack or something, hanging out with you guys, you know, just making jokes and talking symphony. And that doesn't quite exist. Um, and that would be cool if it did. Yeah. yeah. So, but back to uh, Tobias, uh, you were talking about uh, the local kind of communities. We're sort of talking like globally and online and things like that. Uh, do you guys have wh- what kind of things do you guys go to locally? Is there something Symphony local? Uh, obviously, more likely there's something PHP local. Uh, and what do you guys find valuable and 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 maybe not valuable about what you have locally? Um, we used to have uh, well, big caveat here is that both me and Tobias are involved with our local community group. Yeah, um, mine start from the beginning. A couple of years ago, there was none. There was nothing in Stockholm. Yes. I mean, the Silicon Valley of Europe, there was no wow. HP hmm. meter group. There was no Symphony meter group. Yeah. So, Magnus, what do you do? Well, we started a Symphony meetup group. Naturally. Yay. <laughs> and and, and that, that had grown over a couple of years, and now there are only over 600 members, and we are usually about 50, 60 wow. members at each, each meetup, and we host them every month. Yes, but important wow. to uh, realize is that we went from being a Symphony-specific meetup group to being a PHP meetup group. Because we, we don't want to exclude the Laravel guys or the Drupal guys or not even the WordPress guys. We want yeah. to discuss modern PHP and take take help from each other and discuss discuss various topics both both in, in presentation format and both over a, a beer in a bar. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and, and you know that's that makes sense also from the standpoint of uh, when else are you going to cross uh, cross with those kind of guys or girls, right? <laughs> like I'm not going to talk to them online because I'm doing my job. So what better way well, uh, to get exposed to some new stuff? Yeah. I mean, even Laravel. Laravel is using, what, 20 Symphony components? I mean, what yeah. is your definition of a... But they may exclude themselves from a Symphony group. Well, I mean, that, that's actually... I've actually been thinking about this the the past few weeks as well. 
uh, I think the we need to have a uh, a brand for modern PHP, not necessarily being named modern PHP, but basically the the whole Symphony composer uh, and re- not not related, but but work projects that work well with that entire ecosystem. There needs to be a good a good label for that because these days, yeah, we're using Symphony in all of our projects. But we're also using something like Simplebus, or we're using Monologue, or we're using all of these projects that all work really well together. And you can use Symfony, you could use Laravel, you could use... Um, there's other <laughs> frameworks which I, should, which I don't want to name. Uh, <laughs> no, wow. so, so there's basically... I'm just kidding, I couldn't, I couldn't think of anything. Uh, <laughs> Symphony is, Symphony is all that's, that's on even my more, mind. That's even more, that's even better. Symphony is all that's on my mind. Um, but there's this big... There's like, there's like 20 of those guys like hanging up on this podcast right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah. This is a Symphony podcast after all. Uh, <laughs> okay, there's Silex as well. Silex. So there's all of these great, great projects that we're using um, in in our projects. All of these great packages that we're using, and I don't think there's a good name for the entire ecosystem, uh, and yeah. that I think is a problem. Yeah, that's actually interesting because obviously the name is is it seems almost silly to try to name something, but but I really you're really trying to do is is kind of uh, highlight that that there is this ecosystem, and yeah. and frankly, I never really thought of it that clearly so i, I like it yeah, if we can think of a name obviously like modern php is is cool but then like who, what happens to the people that aren't under this umbrella yeah you know it's like what are they like the ancient or sucky php <laughs> legacy you <know>? php <laughs> legacy oh wow you know in other contexts the word legacy has positive connotations but not this one yeah yeah no but i mean from from my perspective it's basically because Fervo is is uh, looking to specialize in this thing, whatever we we're going to call it. So we're going to need to come up with a name with for it to be able to make it sound good. Yeah, all right, good. Yeah. So you'll you'll have a decent name then. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and and also, I mean, I, I would like to have a test in this new PHP or modern PHP. Yeah, this new name. I mean, to to actually make sure that new hires are qualified. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's interesting. Because because I don't want to hire Symphony developers. I want to hire modern PHP developers. Yeah, and it, exactly because it's so, not so necessarily. I need, I need a name. Yeah, it's not so, necessary that people have Symphony experience, but it's necessary that they are experienced with the modern toolset that we're all using. What is the modern toolset? Well, Symphony certainly Symphony components is part of it, but I <laughs> I don't mind. I don't, I wouldn't mind hiring someone who knows how to use Send Framework Two, for example, because that's a modern framework, or well, someone that, who uses Laravel if they're good at it. Uh, <laughs> um, but is that what you're talking about? Like people that are frameworky, or are you talking about people that are object-oriented programmers who? That's you know, certainly. I mean, certainly being framework build their own framework kind of thing. I mean, certainly being frameworky would be part of it, but I mean. I also would I, I would also draw a line between say um, CodeIgniter, which is an ancient framework by these days, and I, I would say that CodeIgniter does not belong to this this uh, whatever we're gonna call it because it, it it represents a different way of thinking where where you wouldn't necessarily be be using. 
using other people's projects as much as you would in this in the modern ecosystem. So it's really whenever you say eco, whenever you're talking about modern PHP, the ecosystem itself, the the ability to say, hey, I need I need something. I'm going to look for a component before I look for or before I build custom code. Yeah, right? sort of. Sort like, of. is there is there um, it, and and that is that's a significantly different way of looking at it than procedural. Yeah. Where you're you don't have things. You 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 just do something, and that produces a result. And um, and I mean, I agree that that's that that's modern PHP. That's where PHP is going. Um, I used to call it the Javification of PHP. Um, but uh, just the idea that we're we're not talking. We're we're trying to leave that simple one-page script in the back background. I guess is that what you're talking about? Yeah, that's definitely part of it. And I mean, I, you know, like directing, you know, directly mean also, accessing databases and doing inserts that you handwrite yourself and stuff like that. That's stuff that definitely that would not qualify. Not a modern. Yeah, yeah. And but also, does, I mean, does it require a norm? Does it require a database? No, I, do, I wouldn't. Layer? I wouldn't say that. It, no, I wouldn't say that it requires an ORM. Um, but this is well, getting it's a really interesting question. It this is could an be interesting its own question. Episode. It is definitely interesting, but I, I I would also say that one of the the other important defining characteristics is for the projects that are involved to be interested in interoperability. So I think that the the yeah. fig is important in this regard. So so knowledge of fig would be something you would test on. Yeah, yeah m maybe that's enough. I mean, say say we got at the moment it's like four or five uh, PSRs. Uh, accepted and there are like 10 in, in in reviewing or voting or yada 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 and say that it's got to be 10 more i mean that's pretty much modern php isn't it what, what you refer to Marcus, as modern php i yeah i would say that's definitely that and composer yeah yeah i definitely agree on that one so 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 did, did we just coin the name instead of saying modern php we should be knowledgeable in php fig no because that's no. a different thing well, no, I, I, I think Magnus, what you're saying is that we kind of need a brand, yeah, like a future. We need to say that there's a future to PHP development, and one day we want there to be just a statistically insignificant number of procedural only developers. Yeah, we could say. I yeah. mean, if we wanted a name that that actually that sounds horrible, but that's descriptive, we could call it Figgy Composable PHP. <laughs> that's, that's very descriptive. Yeah, very descriptive and very very uh... FCP. <laughs> <laughs> it's precise. Well, there, there's already there's already a second standards come out on it though, so we got to call it FCP yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody call Don Draper, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so so to, to pull this all the way back. Yeah. You yeah. know, you guys started with the Symphony group, and it, and it sort of morphed into sort of this type of a group, and I think that makes sense. You know, there, especially in the U.S where every PHP developer uses like every framework so that we're all, you know, every framework has like 10 total users. Um, there are very few framework specific things, uh, framework specific meetups. And uh, what's cool is I think that you don't need to feel bad about that. Uh, that's sort of not the point. And if you're looking for a framework specific group, then, then maybe that's not even the best thing for you anyway. So, hey, let's all, uh, an opportunity to, to all go back to the, the PHP user group and at least make sure that one thing is strong and we're crossing over and meeting other people and then leave the other 
the other user groups is less important. Not not to say that anybody that has, for example, a Laravel um, user group is a bad thing, but but you know, if, hey, if you can support a PHP user group and a Laravel user group, and people want to go to two a month, then more power to you. But uh, kind of like like in my city, we 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 sort of in my city we let the PHP user group die guilty. <laughs> so we at least got to get that going first. Yeah. Uh, before we start thinking about anything else. So then that's not really responsible the responsibility of the, the Symphony community in a sense, other than, than we as people that use Symphony, uh, let's be active members of those communities and make sure that we're helping to bring um, you know, high quality of, of the knowledge that we have into those communities. Yeah. Right. And and, and I want to be careful that that you know, at least from my point of view, that I'm not saying that you know, the people that are already spending a lot of their time developing for the core, if they want it, if they wanted to be part of that. But to me, it's a bigger picture than that. There's a lot more symphony developers that don't spend necessarily any of their time contributing back to core, um, outside of their own job, I guess. Um, but would potentially be willing to, to do that. But there, there's the idea that if you're, if, that mentoring itself can be a stepping stone to providing yourself a higher profile. Yeah. And so if there's people out there who want to provide themselves a higher profile, just like when you get into drumming, you have drummers that teach and then you have disciples of those drummers. You have people that come out who are, you know, disciples of Danny Carey or um, the guy from Blink-182 or whatever, and they kind of spread out their knowledge and then you end up with more of that. And this has been going back to, you know, philosophy for years, for, you know, millennia. But just the idea that if, if there was a compelling reason for somebody to join a community like that, that could be one where if somebody's wanting to like Kyle, Ele- uh, Kyle Evans has, has gotten his name out there and people know who he is because he's actively involved and he's kind of built his own, prof- you know, his own professional, um, yeah, but way of being it, out if, there, I guess. If it should be somewhat concrete now, I mean, we talked about examples of building this community and building this culture and do as the drummers does, but I mean, h- how should we actually get there? I mean, what's what's the first yeah. step? What's the second step? Yeah, that's the hard part because because let yeah. me let me just clarify something, yeah. and this this goes back to a lot of things that have been said already. The core developers will not do any of this. No, that's period. Very true. They're right. too busy. They are responsible it, for way too many things. So if something isn't being done, kind of like Tobias said earlier, it's not because there's some core developer who's thought about it and said that's not really that good of an idea. I almost guarantee it's not because of that. It's because they're traveling at the speed of light, and it's never going to be get done unless somebody else does it, unless you do it. And if you do it, there's going to be people that say, like, oh, my God, I'm so glad that you actually did this. This is so great. Um, so, you know, if, if you have that thing in your head right now as you listen to this, it says, oh, you know, we really need mentoring or this, you know, something in the symphony community, then then just do it. Yeah. And if you want to, you can you can email me or or tweet at me if you really want to make sure that it's a decent idea. You know, for what it's worth, I can I can give it my blessing. But but go henceforth and uh, and do it. So Tobias, that doesn't really answer your question, but I but I'll stop there because because uh, that sort of is the answer. But maybe you guys have something else to offer. No, I would I would say that rings true, especially especially if you're talking about local communities. There is no one else that's going to be. I mean. <laughs> There's if the core team is not going to be doing other things than the core, which I think is a good thing to really. Oh yeah. They, I mean, people need to focus. Uh, there's you can be pretty sure that there's no one from the core team in your 
in your local town anyway. Um, or well, the maybe depending on where you live, but you still need to, to take responsibility <laughs> yeah, might, to form. Yeah, there might be in Paris. Yeah, that's true. But Paris already has Paris has enough um, enough meetups, I think. In in this regard, if if there's no PHP meetups in your town, s- start having them basically. Yeah, Cal Evans says that. He says if you're looking, if, you, if there's no PHP meetups in your town, uh, it's because you are the leader of it. Yeah. Yeah. So I have I have one other uh, one other topic if I can if I can bulldoze things here that I wanted to bring up related to the community. Absolutely, uh, and it's a, a little bit more technical, but but from from my standpoint, I think we have a problem with maintaining community bundles, and I wanted your guys's experiences with that if you've seen that, and then what can we do about this? Uh, yeah, I've I've know a couple of bundles that don't get the attention that deserve in, in yeah. maintainers. I mean, I submitted many pull requests and issues and I never get a response. And yeah. I've seen bundles that l- lose their maintainers and b- becomes marked as abandoned in packages. Um, well, yeah, and, that, and that's actually almost better. You know, there's the, you know, I think that those are two different situations, at least in the second situation, somebody actually, uh, took responsibility and said, I'm not going to maintain right. this anymore. Whereas the first one's this sort of zombie, are you or aren't you? And yeah. when you're in that situation, it doesn't create the vacuum that's needed for somebody else to step up. So there's this transition, like we're, we're you know, not everyone's going to be a Symphony developer for their entire career. So how should that transition look as people get busy or start working with other things? Well, I think one of the, one of the issues is that um, for some of these projects, there may well be people who would be willing to step up and maintain the projects, but they they don't know the people who are running the projects currently. Uh, I think there's a gap of communication there, and I think that a lot of people are hesitant to give up projects anyway. Mm-hmm. Sure, so, the, the project yeah. the project is your baby, yeah. isn't it? So I think uh, that's no, that, that's no. part of it. The project is not well. your baby. The project is ones and zeros. So that, <laughs> I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm saying we got to get over ourselves here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. But also, like I mean, and, and also, from experience. I think yeah. I, I think that it it there there is a mental barrier, perhaps for good reasons, to to barging into a project and saying that, look, if you are not up to maintaining it, I'd be willing to. Because that sort of suggests that the current maintainer has been neglecting the project, and and yeah. and, and also you, you you know who am I to say that right? If yeah. I'm just if I'm just a regular, intelligent, hardworking Symphony Two developer, but not like a core developer or something. What gives me maybe what gives me the right to go in and make that assertion? Especially so, since so, a lot so. of these, especially since a lot of these bundles, their nominal maintainer is usually somebody high profiled. So, yeah, and, yes. and, and it, ca- it might be scary to go up to a high profile and ask them, I mean, say that you suck and maintain this bundle. Can you please give it to me? I mean, that that's might be that might be harsh. Yeah. You mean take over ownership on Git? Like yeah. you're the... Well, you yeah, wouldn't need trying? to take over ownership, but get commit access basically and start yeah. but, start to I mean, be the person to actually, to... to actually um, handle the pull requests, for example. Right. So, so in other words, you're you're just adding. I mean, you're just saying, can you add me to the to the project? Uh, it it doesn't have to be a negative thing. You can say, hey, you know, 
I, I can see you're pretty busy and it's difficult for you to, to, to contribute to a project, to the project, to this project. So can I come in and help, um, yeah. move through that and maybe have a transition period where we work together if we need to, but I don't think it needs to be like, Hey, you're screwing this project up. Like I, yeah, and yeah, I need okay. to come in and rescue sure. it, I guess. But, but, but it's also a great deal of trust. If I'm maintaining a product and I'm not very good at it because I'm busy and some random guy uh -huh. or girl come up to me and say, can I maintain? How do I know that that person is solid? How do I know that that person don't merge his or her changes and then leave the project? I mean, th yeah. there's, there's a great deal of, deal of trust as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh. I, I, so oh, my answer to you, Ryan, is I, I don't know how to tackle that issue. I, I actually, I'm actually clueless. Well, I mean, one thing that uh, one thing that could be done is to basically put up projects for adoption. So if you if you are currently maintaining a project that you do not have the time to maintain, you could just add something to the README that this project is not getting it as much much maintenance as it should be, and if you feel that. You could take better care of it. Get in touch, basically. I so think do that's we need like a solution. Do we need like a sad puppy favicon generator for these for these like yes. <laughs> abandoned projects? Yes, or like the orphans from Futurama with extra ears and things. There you go. <laughs> what do you guys think about? Um, so yeah, so I think at the very least we we should encourage people to put up that ask. Um, in kind of a just random side thing that I was talking to somebody a few weeks ago and they kind of brought this up. What do you guys think about kind of termed, term-limited uh, types of jobs in the Symphony community? For example, I think like one of the daunting things of taking on any responsibility is that you're sort of taking it on forever, especially yeah. if a, a year and a half from now when you get really busy, like there's no one else to take it for you. Um, so what if, you know, especially with the most pop more popular bundles, there was somebody was effectively let's call it release manager for this bundle for the next 12 months i um, think you you, I, you use the uh, word job would, yeah, that job. would that imply like a salary or would that apply? No, no 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 nothing like that nothing like that <laughs> just instead of you yeah, okay. sort of being like oh, i'll maintain this bundle until until you know yeah, the okay, cows sure. come home Sort of like, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. So not, yeah, not job in terms of like, I'm going to pay you, but um, that way no, your that, responsibilities it's are It's limited. a commitment. And yeah. a, a limited commitment or a time period of commitment. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it also would become very obvious then uh, when things are... What to expect. ...abandoned or going to be abandoned soon as far as there being some somebody there to do that. Yeah. Jared, what do you think about that? No, I, I think that's a, uh, you know, that's kind of like... Uh, police in certain positions are only allowed to be there because you know for a certain period of time because it's so stressful or whatnot you know if you're if you're a maintainer of, of a large project especially one that a lot of people are relying on that's a lot of responsibility and um and just just like jordy's presentation at SymphonyCon san francisco showed it's really easy to to take on that burden um to the point to where it completely crushes your ability to do anything so um now how like what are the what what's the functionality that we're talking about here is it just kind of like a code of conduct style thing that's posted on a page that says hey if you're running one of these please follow these you know schedule yourself for 12 months worth of effort and then make sure you have a secession plan in yeah, place I'm not sure. like, it has to be I mean, something kind of centralized almost yeah you know like I mean, the kind of symphony community core kind of 
kind of yeah. helps manage like that. raise your hand i've got this project i need somebody to take it over in three months who who's 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 even willing because I'm, I'm thinking that probably some there's probably going to be more people who are maybe less experienced with managing projects they'll want to raise their hands and this goes to what tobias was saying like do they even know what they're doing the people that know what they're doing may have already experienced it and be like hey i've got my one or two projects i can't take on the third because i know that i can't because i did it three years ago and it completely destroyed my life right so um you know, maybe, that's, maybe, maybe, that's a, maybe we'll get back to, to mentoring take. then. Hmm? Yeah, I mean, maybe we'll get back to mentoring. I mean, the le the less experienced one should be taught how to be more experienced. So right. let, let, let's 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 add two people and let the one mentor the other, the other. Right. I mean, that way. It, I mean, isn't the whole point? of what we're talking about today, the symphony community, which can exist. It, it's not just a human, human interaction, you know, tutorial videos, the Laracast videos is a major driver of, of people adopting uh, Laravel, for instance, um, as well as their documentation Our documentation is part of the community. So if we, if we take a, a larger picture of what it means to be a mentor, you know, are we talking about somebody who it very narrowly wants to help people understand how to organize their projects better? That's not even a PHP thing. It's just, it's just a, it's a task that, you know, uh, there's somebody out there that probably cares a lot about that. You know what I mean? And what we're trying to do is we're trying to distribute these good practices out to people so that we habitualize them to do things in a way that's more conducive to the way PHP is developing itself, right? So how do we do that? You know, how do we get, how do we get something set up to, to where, um, the best ideas are distributed to the most number of people through either these direct or indirect contacts. Um, I'm currently getting mentored and being mentor in many projects, and it's it's not very formal. I mean, my mentors pretty much don't know that they are my mentors. I mean, we're just having regular discussions. <laughs> no, no, not Magnus. I'm, ment <laughs> I'm mentoring him. Uh, <laughs> we. we at one project I'm a member of, I mean, we used having general discussions. I mean, and I'm 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 mostly listening, and I give my thoughts whenever I feel like I can. And we discussed like when, how to release, and do we need that feature, and can we improve this in somehow. So it's just yeah. it's just discussion on on Slack, pretty much. And, and and that's a good point too. I mean, if you're in an office where you've got 20 developers, and there's four senior developers that have an open door policy that anytime you need assistance to understand something you can just come in and sit down and have a discussion about it um you know are those the places where those developers really get the best opportunity to really develop real skills you know not not kind of hey i've found some tutorial that kind of gives me a piece of code that i i can manhandle into my procedural code to make it work right because that's kind of what happens in procedural a lot so you kind of magnify these problems that these goofy tutorials and code snippets put out there that maybe that in a lot of cases are probably being misused and it takes somebody to go, Hey, that's not really the right approach to take because when, when you go for something like procedural to object oriented programming, there's a lot of rethinking about even the process that you go through. Right. Yeah. And there's a whole lot more concepts, you know, like open close principle and solid and so forth. So it's like this plethora of, of, information that can be really hard to kind of synthesize down um, 
and understand. And that's kind of where I think mentors can come in to help these people come in and say, Hey, you already kind of know how to do stuff. I know you're smart, but this is what you need to be thinking about. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. That's yeah. And what, what, what uh, the point I was trying to make that could be like on, on the GitHub pull request. I mean, it not, it not mm. have to be a, a, a formal, a formal thing. It doesn't have to be Skype calls. Not that doesn't have to be right. any, anything, anything in particular. Yeah. Like a non-traditional mentoring. Yeah, yeah. But I think, I think if we're looking at the, the problem of bundles being, being, um, yeah, good abandoned. I think that's a prob that's mostly a problem with the, the, the sort of, uh, the sort of bundles that are experiencing low to medium attention, basically activity. I don't know what, what you want to be. I mean, a project like, we say, can call Composer, it love, low to medium yeah, amounts of love. Yeah, a project like Composer or Doctrine or, or even Symphony isn't going to get the abandonment issues that, right. um, well, there's companies that would jump in if they had to, right? Yeah, exactly. Using, and their, their business requires. And I think those are the sort of projects where, where you, where you take the most shit from the users, basically like Composer. That's because the, the reason Jordy gets, gets a lot of, uh, unfriendly tweets way more than, than I think than any other PHP project usually gets is because there's so many users. And those are the sort yeah. of positions where a time-limited position would make more sense because right. simply because of the exposure. And, and, and also, like, do we need new blood after a while? Like, is there a point to where, you know, because I know the longer I work on a project, the more I'm in, like, okay, I'm doing troubleshooting, I'm doing debugging, I'm doing people have some bizarre request that's just a little thing, and I'm not actually developing as much as I was initially. Yeah, there's right? a nice side benefit of uh, kind of that termed thing. Yeah, Yeah. so if you can bring in somebody who has some ideas, uh, you want to be careful that, that they don't completely turn the project into their own little playground. Yeah. But, you know, just the idea of saying, hey, I've worked on this, I've contributed to it, now I'm, I'm going to take a step back and have somebody else come in who, you know, I trust and respect what they're doing, obviously, yeah. and they can contribute and flesh it out in areas maybe that I wasn't even willing to because, you know, I just didn't even, you know, have the time or I didn't have the interest in a particular way of it yeah. moving. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So while I think that that the idea of, of having terms or the idea of uh, PR-based mentoring, that's probably a good both good ideas, but I think that the kind of projects that they would work best for is not necessarily the same projects that are having abandonment issues right now. What, what, are, are there are there any that you care to to, to talk about? Or the I'm, only I'm just one, trying to gauge. Which well, the one. only one I've 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 experienced recently is a um, a Bayhot extension, and I don't uh. even remember the name of it right now. But I do know that a lot of the most used bundles are currently under maintained yep uh, yeah so like uh hwi oauth bundle is one used by a lot of people basically has no maintainer right now hmm yep. um I, i've got an idea i got it just now um what if the creator of a bundle or an open source product write like writes like a a document or a contract that the purpose of the code and 
what it should be used for and what features should that should be included and what should not be included. And if that document would never be changed, that it might be easier to add new uh, committers or contributors because w w because we know that they will always respect this contract. So they won't add a lot of crazy feature and they will always respect the uh, uh, the uh, open close principle or the other principle, the yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Or at least the original intent of yeah, yeah. The project, I mean, right? yeah, pretty much an, an intent of the project. Would that would that contract next to the license file? Would that may, is it a good idea? It's if it makes the if it makes the original creator feel better to hand it off, then then great, let's do it. Yeah. Uh, if 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 there are other problems, I think that's that's a good idea if that makes them feel better. I think that that maintaining the original creator's vision isn't necessarily a prerequisite for handing a project off. Um, yeah, I think well, they it, need it, to get it, just get over themselves a little bit. Yeah. Well, if if you if you end up in a situation like Behat, where they went from one version to a completely different version, I mean, they can. From what I understand, they they're they're changing the purpose of it underneath it. It's the same company, obviously, so on and so forth, but. You know, if you have something like that, I think that's where you're talking about, Tobias, where somebody's fundamentally saying, I'm I'm going to pivot. I'm not going to continue to develop what you did. I'm, I'm going to take this and use part of it, but really do something that's not compatible with the original vision of the, of the project. Is that what you're talking about, Tobias? Yeah, yeah. And, and so you can't uh, use I, I, it. Yeah. Continue, you can't continue to use it. You have to, you have to take it in and do something different with it because now it does something different. <laughs> and I think that's where you just have to let the community come in and and decide and vote and see if they that's the direction they want to go. You know. Yeah. I mean, I mean we if have you're that not problem. If you're not maintaining the project, then I mean, why do you really care? Yeah, that seems well, like the yeah. worst thing for me. Let's let's oh, let's okay. risk it, and, and if a few projects go in the wrong direction, then let's go let them go in the wrong direction. That's going to spark even more debate and conversation, and potentially a fork over to a right. yet another one, and and the community will decide. You know, meritocracy. But uh, just sitting on your project <laughs> and uh, giving the impression that you, you actually uh, still care about it and are still actively developing on it, uh, that just really stifles innovation. Yeah, uh, yeah is, I guess you're right. You yeah. know, as far as leveraging um, access to projects, is this something that you guys think that Packagist would be able to do? To be able to say, hey, these are projects that you know somebody has, has marks in some way to say, hey, this I I would like to give up this project to somebody else. Um, maybe find those things you, or find out. I think it could be just like easiest that. thing is just on just on the README. Yeah. But 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 yeah. In theory, well, it in, would be in, nice to have like them looking, centralized. Yeah, like yeah. looking at them across all the projects, not just not just the project. Like if you go and open a project and look at it, I'm saying like I would I, I would guess that basically if you're not even looking at the project README. You're probably not the right person to take over the project. That's not. That's not what I'm talking. I'm. I'm not talking about looking at a project. I'm talking about look, if I was to say, you know, I'd really like to get involved in a project. What projects out there? Oh, okay. Yeah. Need yeah. like how do I search for projects in which somebody is saying, hey, I don't have the time. Please, can somebody come? Yeah. And maybe not take over it. Like I still want to steer it, but I need somebody that was willing to spend their time because there, there's yeah. a lot of developers. I mean, this is one of those things in a professional programming books so you you read like you got to contribute to open source projects yeah. to really raise your profile you know so how do you how do people find those you know well, that, how do people find the ones that are broken that, that i think help? goes back sort of to mentoring because i think 
the 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 problem you seem to be describing is the 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 person that says that well I have time on my hands and I would like to help uh, I would like to find a project that needs my help and the problem really is that the people who who tend to have the time and not already have projects tend to need mentoring because right. if they if they're already experienced enough that they actually could take over and contribute to a project without any issues um, they would probably already have like 15 projects of their own they they've been doing in their spare time or other projects that have already been com contributing to so I think that's while I think it's a good idea to have some sort of a of a, uh, a help wanted board for projects basically right exactly um, I think that would require mentoring to yeah, for it to work and right. But, I mean, mentoring, mentoring is you'll mentoring know is where something. To find those things. Mentoring is something you could find through that project, though. Well, yeah, sure, but well. not if the project is is basically getting not if the project is is getting abandoned because the maintainer doesn't have the time to maintain it. Because That's if true. they don't have the time to maintain it, they definitely don't have the time to mentor somebody. Yeah. Right. Uh, I, I'm just saying. I mean, through both channel, I, you 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 could end up with both. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. It's it is, I'm not saying yeah. it's a bad idea, but I'm, I I am saying that for the the sort of projects that are teetering on the brink of of abandonment, it's probably not going to work. Um, so teetering can, on the brink. Yeah. Can I, can I, I'm going to give my, my myself a shout out. That sounds weird. It's not as bad as it sounds. And and see what you guys think about it. This is this came out of desperation about two weeks ago. I actually created a repository on GitHub under my name. Um, just to keep track of all of the things that I think potentially need to be done basically across every library and bundle that I get into. And I've still only transferred about huh. a fifth of my list. And this was in part to at least take one small, even if completely misguided step towards matching up tasks if there are in fact people looking for them out there and they don't know what to do, if that population actually exists with things yeah. that are in my head, it's just very frustrating to kind of say, oh, apparently there's this big group of people that want to do open source and just can't figure out what to do, and juxtaposing that with my ever-growing list of things that I would absolutely love to see. So I just threw it out there, and I don't know if it's going to work or or, or just end up being Ryan's uh, place to find his own stuff. Uh, but that was that was my that was my desperation Hail Mary shot out, out there. Uh, I believe that's a good thing. Uh, I, I would like you to link to that. Uh, list Ryan. Uh, right, we'll link to that. Yeah, we'll and, link and, to it in the show notes. In fact, anyhow, mm -hmm. it has been great talking to you, and we had discussed mentoring in length, and we also discussed how to uh, that you should create your own user group. And I really would like to end the podcast with a quote from Code Rabbi, who says, "If not now, when?" So this episode of Sound of Symphony is coming to an end. The show is produced by Magda Snordlander, Tobias Nyholm, Ryan Weaver, and Jared Farish. Visit our website, soundofsymphony.com, and please subscribe to our uh, podcast on iTunes. And thank you to our sponsors, Fervo, Happier, KNP University, and Dialogues App Incorporated. Fervo is a symphony consulting business. Happier develops a platform for fair recruitment. KNP University provides symphony and PHP tutorials. And Dialogues Apps is a web application services company. Our music, Cool Intro and Cool Vibes, is provided by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. 
and its license under a Creative Commons Attribution License. Thank you, Kevin. And Symphony is a registered trademark of Fabian Potencier in the European Union and other countries. The podcast is not endorsed nor affiliated by Fabian Potencier. We're back next month with more Sound of Symphony.